A new J.D. Power study found that telehealth is significantly more popular among patients in Gen Y and Gen Z than boomers. This comes despite previous research showing that older Americans use the technology more. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. Congress on Saturday secured a last-minute deal to continue government funding for 45 days and avoid a shutdown. The clean stopgap measure, known as a continuing resolution, will keep government agencies like HHS running at current levels through November 17th. It also sustains funding for community health centers and temporarily averts significant cuts that would impact safety net hospitals. In another abortion fight, Senator Joe Manchin has joined Veterans Affairs Committee Republicans in blocking President Biden's nominee to serve as the VA's general counsel. Two people I spoke with told me that Manchin and the Republicans want the agency to stop providing abortions. And a government program meant to save money at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services actually spent a lot more. My colleague Robert King is here with the details. Thanks for having me. So the Congressional Budget Office recently found that the Medicare Innovation Center is actually costing money. Can you walk me through how the center came about and what its goals are? Sure. So uh, the center was created uh, under the Affordable Care Act in 2010, and basically its goal is to test new ways to save Medicare money. Uh, And the way that they test for this is by paying doctors and hospitals differently. Currently, uh, a doctor in a hospital gets reimbursed for every item or service that they deliver to the patients, like for every test, every screening, uh, things like that. And the center is trying to shift that uh, system away from the fee-for-service towards a system called value-based care, where the provider is essentially held accountable for the level of care that they provide to the patient. So a good example of this is uh, a bundled care uh, payment model where a doctor or hospital gets a set amount for performing a certain type of service like a joint or knee replacement. So the doctor in the hospital agree to a certain cap on the spending for these episodes of care. And then uh, if they go beneath that cap, they get a share of any savings. If they go over that cap, then they have to repay Medicare. And what did the CPO report find? Um, And I guess why did CPO say there weren't savings from this center? Sure. So CPO uh, launched a comprehensive review of the 49 uh, payment models that the center has launched since its creation in 2010. And the agency found that uh, actually, from 2011 through 2020, the center increased spending on for Medicare by $5.4 billion. The uh, CBO is also projecting that the center will increase federal spending by $1.3 billion from 2021 through 2030. And it's important to note that when the center was originally created, the CBO believed that it would generate savings for Medicare. So this is quite a turnaround. It's sort of what are the underlying reasons for why it's not saving money? Is Did CBO have an answer on that? Part of the problem is that 
there's been a lot of these payment models, and they only run for a short period of time, sometimes three to five years, which uh, some experts have said is not long enough to really fully realize the savings and the impact. Uh, And also there's been issues with overlap and between models where providers are either confused or uh, believe that entering into these models is too much of a burden. Uh, Another concern that I've heard uh, from several uh, sources is that it costs a lot to initially set up a value-based care system. So that's been a deterrent as well for some doctors and hospitals from getting involved. And how certain are these CBO estimates? I know that they had significantly overestimated healthcare spending between 2010 and 2020 in an earlier report. This year, they acknowledged that and said they'd overestimated spending by more than a trillion dollars during that period. Sure. So there's always always some uncertainty, and CBO... Uh, basically admitted that there could be some uncertainties in their estimate uh, that they didn't actually capture the savings from a permanent uh, accountable care organization program that's called Medicare Shared Savings. And ACO is essentially a doctor or a hospital that agrees to meet a certain spending or quality target, and they get a share of any savings if they go below that target. So the agency acknowledged that they could have maybe, you know, there, there was some uncertainty essentially in that estimate, but it's definitely food for thought, I think, for the Biden administration. What does CMMI have to say about all this? CMMI, you know, basically has previously noted that they, are, they needed to change their approach. They put out a strategic refresh in 2021 that said the center would not pursue uh as many payment models as it did in the past, and that it will try to keep models around for a longer period of time. And you're seeing that with some of the models, like a a new primary care payment model that's running for 10 and a half years, which is double the uh, current amount for some of these previous payment models. Well, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. That's Pulse, Future Pulse, and prescription pulse. Thanks for listening.